Welcome to uh, this week's Naked Football Show. Those two pieces of music, if you can call the second one a piece of music, uh, are very relevant because today's guest is uh, none other than Mr Carl Fuller. You will have read him, whether you like it or not, in the East Anglian and the Star, amongst other things. And of course, this week, this very week, he has a brand new book out, more more of which in a little while. Um, We also, it was Carl who's brought to light the it's been a long time question about the Kurukacha. Ooh, got it right. Um, which is that funny little da 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 bit. Um, because someone, I can't remember who it was, I do apologise, asked about it and said, Do you remember? And I do remember. And us oldies will remember it. I'm not sure. Do you remember, remember it, Carl? The yeah, I'll remember it. Yeah. You do? Well. Yeah. And no one really. It's, it's, it was so ubiquitous at the time that every time it was scored, and sometimes when they just came out, that that sound would would go off, and people just sort of I'd forgotten it until it was brought to brought to light, and so we've been trying to find out, and Carl has managed to track it down, haven't you, Carl? Do you want to tell us? I have. First of all, good evening, Graham, and thank you for the music. Nothing wrong with being a cider drinker. Oh, I didn't mention that, did I? That's the, no. That was the intro. Because <laughs> Carl likes his ciders. <laughs> Bless him. O- Orchard thieves. Other ciders are available. <laughs> Used to be the other one, was it? Oh, you? Strongbow. Yeah, yeah. So if you had to pick between the two, I better say Orchard thieves Ooh, now. Oh, you little devil. Yeah, and inches is quite nice. Yes, I know. Well, they have it in my local, and my partner drinks cider, and she prefers inches to the uh, aspirin. Yeah, well, my partner says that Strongbow smells like glue, but inches has got quite a sweet taste to it so I've, I've got her on that so that uh, orchard be you need to ask your partner what she's doing sniffing glue to start <laughs> with what <laughs> yes we'll move on yeah how would she know that yeah interesting yeah yeah my my uh, it's, it's always a bit of a funny one to go into the when you go to my local and say because she only drinks half so you say can I have a half an inch please yeah or three inches yeah it's always a bit smutty yeah. isn't it a lot of innuendo yeah I, I, my, my wife and I had an inch and a half last week <laughs> Yeah, God, blimey. Yeah, so the air horn. Um, yes, tell us about that, Carl, if you can remember. I did. I have got your email in case you want the actual um, person, if you can't remember. Okay, thing. yeah. But, I, but if you can, tell yeah, us. Yeah, so earlier on this year, prior to Mark Murphy coming to an end on his breakfast show on Radio Suffolk in the morning, he used to do the Thursday throwback. Yeah. And he said uh, one week... This week we're doing sounds that you may have forgotten. And he wanted people to ring in or text in with sounds. And I just sent a text in saying about the air horn that you used to hear at Portman Road when Ipswich scored. And of course then they got me on the show to talk about it. And Mark and I assumed, I believe like you last week, that it came from one of the light blue disabled vehicles in the churchman's stand. And we left it at that. Well, about three callers later into the show that morning was a lady called Sheila. And I don't know if she was Australian, but um, she gave us the story. Her her brother sat in the disabled area in in his wheelchair. And uh, because he couldn't clap and cheer, he had a air horn attached to his wheelchair. And whenever Ipswich scored, he would just be able to sound the air horn and that's the story it, it, it came from a disabled guy who had the yeah. air horn attached to the chair yeah that's amazing isn't it because yeah. I, I i had that vision that it came from one of those blue cars well i think they put the wheelchairs in the cars didn't they yeah. and then you could drive your own wheelchair home or yeah. something like that yeah. or someone 
this now you've got wheelchairs that drive themselves haven't you but yeah yeah i, I always remember i vaguely remember that and uh hit the nail right on the head yeah the, and at the time oh. the reason i'm also re- got reminded of, of the noise i used to watch the big match revisited on itv4 on a saturday morning and they covered the 80-81 season at that time so obviously ipswich featured a lot and you heard the horn a lot and yeah. Who posted that on Twitter? Was it you? Someone or was it no, um, someone I, posted it on Twitter? I, I think I posted it, it on was Twitter you. at the time, yeah. 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 And um yeah, so that when you turn the volume up you can hear it when yeah. if it's score or when Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's one problem solved. So thank you, Sheila. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, um well, we will talk about uh Carl's brand new book, which is called Town on the Telly. Now you're all thinking, Oh, Town on the Telly, what's the point? You lose every game. Mm-hmm. Um but first, of course, we'll talk about football and not, not least um, yesterday's, last night's game. What do you think, Carl? Yeah, very good, especially the first half hour, 40 minutes, very high tempo. Credit to Bristol Rovers, they, they came yeah, to they play a game. they tried to play football, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they had a spell, didn't they, five minutes or so before the break when they hit the woodwork and Christian Walter made a good save. Good save, yeah. So um, I, I was worried to begin with when we almost scored in the first minute and had other chances that didn't go in. And this is something we probably need to steer away from, that we're conditioned, aren't we, that if we don't score early, keep missing chances, it's going to be one of them nights, yeah. as, as it happens with a lot of football teams. But we, we just play such a quick game now, and we've got quality in all areas that we can carve a goal out from anywhere, really. So a deserved win, and could have been more, um, but... Just another great night at Portman Road, especially remembering Marcus Stewart as well. Yeah, I mean, the atmosphere was quite amazing last night, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Once yeah. I eventually got in, I, I managed to take last year's season ticket with me. I couldn't get oh, in. Brilliant, well done. So then, of course, they send you around to the ticket office, don't they? There's yeah. invariably a long queue, and it's only five minutes before kickoff. <laughs> Well, thankfully, I shouldn't say that possibly, but thankfully, because of the the, the Queen and uh, the the um, the silence and the national anthem and all that, it extended the kick off time. So I actually managed to get in just about the stage kicked off. But, Excellent. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was a bummer. So I've got to try and find my original one there. Um, and the season in general, and the whole buzz around McKenna and everything. And what's your thoughts? Yeah, it, it's it's really good, isn't it? And I know people will say, well, look at who we've played and who yeah. we've got coming up. Um, you can only beat what's in front of you. Yeah. Now, my argument has been, look at the start of last season when on paper the first six games were oh, very winnable, winnable, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And we didn't win any. Uh, I think I think we're at 13 points better off now than this stage last season. We've gone to places like Accrington, like Burton, where we lost last season. Um, Shrewsbury we only got a draw last year typical long journey away games especially if they're northern we've struggled haven't we in recent yeah, seasons yeah, yeah. so we've gone there and we've come home with three points from all four games Yeah, we could have won the game against Bolton I know I know there's lots of lots of ifs and buts if Sam Morsey had a scored that good chance yeah. we'd have got three points there we all know that Marcus Harness should have had his goal given against Barnsley. Absolutely. So bad luck cost us there. And, and good luck should find its way, we hope, at some point yeah. to even that out. But overall, on the pitch, the position in the table speaks for itself. Mm. Yes, I appreciate now we've got 
Sheffield Wednesday away, Plymouth away, Portsmouth at home, Derby later on in October. Yeah, yeah. And ordinarily, we, we might be fearing those games. I mean, I'd, I'd take a point at Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday all yeah. day long. Yeah, yeah. But we, we should go there with no fears. Give them yeah. a game and players we've been playing and we could pick up all three points. I had tweeted last night, as I do after most games at the moment, an updated record of... Uh, our record since uh, Kieran McKenna came to the club in the league and yeah. 17 wins in 31 games, only four defeats, 18 clean sheets, 15 of the 17 wins have been to nil, 55% win record and in those 17 games we've won, we've only conceded two goals. So as I always say, Kieran's at the wheel. He is. He is, absolutely. It's, it's quite amazing, isn't it? And for, the, for those who say uh, we're only beating teams that are below us, that's because everyone's below us, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Yes. And as someone rightly said last week or the week before on Twitter, the only problem Kieran McKenna's got left to solve is how to beat the teams above us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And that will come next season. Yeah. Yes, yeah, well, yeah, you hope, including um, that lot up the road, although they keep, looks like they make do their yeah. bouncy thing and yeah. they're back up. They're playing tonight, aren't they? Yeah. Right, on to the book, Carl. Town on the Telly is the title. That sounds thoroughly depressing because everyone in uh, every town fan thinks, well, we never win on the telly. What's the point? It must be a very small book. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, um, I've always wanted to write an Ipswich book. I wanted it to be niche. I didn't want to just go in with uh, memories of games that I've been to because I've done so many over a 40-year period. Yeah, It's kind of where do you start where do you stop what do you include what what don't you include so doing town on the telly kind of limited what I could do but in a good way and a few years ago myself and two gentlemen called Paul Bloomfield and Sean Salter otherwise known as the renegade Statman, Statman. yes kind of got together electronically and compiled a list of all our live games and we We'd gone searching on social media for people to let us know of other games and the list just grew. And then someone might say, oh, you haven't included this game or that game. So we added that in. And then we got to what we hope and believe is a definitive 171 live games as as things stand. And when we play live on TV, of course, you get those questions that, that you've just alluded to. You know, what what's going to happen tonight? We always lose on Sky. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just point people to the list on my website. And in December last year, I had this light bulb moment. Why don't I do something with these live games, put them into a book, develop the games in the book so you have the team lineups and all the match details. And then I thought, I oh, know I can do my stories and memories of watching those games, whether live on TV mm. or at the ground itself. A few stories, you know, I'm just an average fan like everyone else. And over a 40-year period, you do get a few stories yeah but I think in the main that the stories and the the games themselves will bring bring back a few memories and then I've just sort of developed the stories more about the season as we've gone along in between games especially around the late (coughs) 90s when we were reaching the playoffs and as you may recall on the last day of the season we needed to win so and so needed to lose for us to go up automatically so I bought a bit of full of flavour if you like <laughs> into the season unfolding around the live games Do, is there any um, any anecdotes you could uh, without, um, without spoiling too much that you'd like to impart well there's a story of 
in Helsingborg when uh, four of us went from Clapton, three of us were on a flight to Sweden and the other friend was on a flight to Copenhagen and uh, we agreed to meet in Copenhagen because we thought there'd be more to do there than in uh, Sweden. Yeah, and uh, we we had about half hour to kill to get the ferry over to Helsing or then to get the train down to Copenhagen. And of course, across the road was Harry's Bar. Yeah. Now, I know you was in Harry's Bar. Anyone listening who was in Harry's Bar will know what that was like that afternoon. And I had a few ciders, pear cider. First, first and only time I've had pear what cider. You devil. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, without giving much more away, we forgot about our mate in Copenhagen. <laughs> and. Uh, and then there's a little story attached to us struggling to find the coach, the right coach after the game to get back to Malmo Airport and the fact that we knew they wouldn't wait for anyone that was going to be late and fearing we might not even get home at all. But, uh, yeah, there's other stories similar to that sort of dotted around away games in this country. Um, away at Brentford in the League Cup, there's a story attached to that which is quite amusing, especially... Just- with other fans uh, we, we missed the last train home and we weren't the only it's not, fans not, as, that. not as bad as missing it from Melbourne though is it I suppose no so, it's a no. so yeah just sort of general stories really and hopefully some will bring back some good memories did the uh, Brentford game or the Brentford tale consist of pubs by any chance not because there used to be a pub on every corner at that ground yeah well it? it does but not one of them not the trouble is when, when you go to a London away game and you get into London early oh, right, okay, you, yeah, yeah. you're spoilt for choices of where to go and you have such a good time Yeah, as we always say only the football can ruin the day yeah, that's right Yeah, and although we won that particular game we we kind of missed what we'd enjoyed in the afternoon my friend and I so we wanted to go back for more and we figured we had a bit of time before the last train from London back to Clacton. <laughs> and, yeah, we carried on enjoying ourselves in Leicester Square and uh, missed the last train. Then what? What did you do? Did you stay over or just have no, to sit? No, the- uh, no. A guard put us on a mail train, I think it was, and we got as far as Chelmsford. And we picked up this other group that had missed a train. And uh, I was probably the most sober one out of the six or seven of us that there were so it was down to me to negotiate with a taxi driver in Chelmsford to uh, get us back to Colchester and luckily uh, the reason I was sober was because my car was at Colchester train station oh, right. so, so we needed to get there to get back to Clacton and because these other guys were from Clacton they all wanted a lift home no. and about seven of us piled into my four, four or five seater car and I went to drop them off at Clacton train station but it was like two in the morning so they wanted individually dropping off Jeez. at their houses in Clacton. So I don't think I got home much before daylight. Excellent stuff. I'll go. We'll go into uh, emails and tweets, etc. And I'm don't 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 will cover the book anyway. Um, as they came in, this is from Mal at Kevin Beatty Foundation. Hello, Mal. Hi, GB and Carl. Looking forward to getting the book. Question is, should we be thinking promotion or waiting till after we've played the top teams? This is pretty much what we've just been talking about, isn't it? Sheffield Wednesday, Pompey, Derby and Plymouth all coming up. Keep up the great show, G Beaches, mate. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Should we be um, thinking promotion? I think we should, regardless, shouldn't we? Yeah, thanks, Malcolm. Get get that order in, mate. I know you want two books. <laughs> get, get it in before they all go. Um, yeah, the start we've had and where we are now, yes, it's early in the season, but... What's happening 
only speaks of positivity and yeah. with positivity would come promotion it's not just the team on the pitch that are doing the business it's a team that's been built off the pitch two years ago it's Marcus Evans yeah. Leo Neal Paul Lambert Stuart Taylor and Jim Henry with the odd other club person no doubt in the background now you go on the uh, staff list on the club website and there's a director of this director of that and the whole jigsaw all feels in place now all it will do going to places like Sheffield Wednesday Plymouth uh, home to Portsmouth and Derby coming up it will just tell us how good we really are or we're good but maybe we've still room for improvement and Kieran McKenna will always say there's room for improvement and they're learning all the time so yeah there'll be difficult games but I don't really see us being in a too bad position after those games no, I think actually one of the most disappointing games for me last year was at Sheffield. I thought we just didn't play at all. They won one nil. I think they could have won by more. Yeah. Although I heard Christian Walton earlier say he thought we played well. So. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Nuts, are your sheets as clean as Christian Walton's? That's got to be a question for you, Graham. As I was saying to Carl in the green room beforehand over a gin and tonic or a cider, um, a couple of inches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got a puppy and uh, it won't stay downstairs and it's getting quite big as well um, so it plods its way up, up to my bed and just stand on your head really they don't care do they what part no, of the bed no, they are no I've got a dog that does the same yeah, yeah. and then, to be fair my it, because it's the bottom door is uh, left open so it can go out to empty itself um, I, and it I, often comes up with muddy paws so my sheets are absolutely filthy Mrs Nuts but not with what you might be intimating yeah, mud. I, I think if I had a couple of inches consumed on my sheets, they would be clean either. <laughs> so I don't. Oh dear, yeah. Um, from Rich, Richard Woodward. Hi mate. Uh, good evening, Cart. Good evening, GB and Carl. Without spoiling his book, can Carl confirm if the Sky Curse is real or just a conspiracy? P.S. How good were we for the first forty minutes last night? Absolutely. Yeah, very good, Rich, for those sporty minutes last night. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and thank you for probably your... the best of the season, I think. For, for yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for ordering the book, Rich. Um, the Sky Curse. It depends how you look at it. If you want to look at the last thirty-five games, not all of which have been on Sky, by the way. We've only won three, so the younger fan will say we're rubbish on Sky. But out of the hundred and seventy-one games. With 156, which is a 33% win rate, and 147 of those games have been on Sky, and 50 wins, which is a 34% win rate. So, I missed the MK Dons game this season because we were in Spain. So I've seen three league games, which was two draws against Bolton and Barnsley, and last night's win. So I sit here saying I've seen one win in three league games yet we're top of the league and everything's rosy. Mm. So using that scenario, a win rate of 33% on Sky, one in three games, is not bad maybe. But it's it's the three in the last 35 that overshadow that. If you look at the 24 games just on normal TV, we've only won six, that's 25%. And if you want to know the best channel, BBC Two. Yeah, we've got a fifty percent win rate on BBC Two. We've only had four games live on that channel: the away game in Helsingborg, the home game against Inter Milan. That's your two wins and two defeats: four nil to Newcastle in the league and three nil to Arsenal in the League Cup semi-final. 
So I, I don't think there is a curse personally because I'm an old fogey who can go right back over all the live games. But if you're a young buck and you've only seen young. the last 35 games live, you've only seen three wins. God, that is, I reckon the stat man will be positively moist listening to all those facts and <laughs> figures. I bet he's get working on a spreadsheet now. <laughs> I'll tell you what was a curse. I saw the first 53 live games at Portman Road in a row. Really? Yeah, and then I missed the next five and we won all five that I missed. We should just call the book The Curse of Fuller. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go on to, uh, on to another email, what... Um, where can we get hold of this book? If you can get it online, and how do you do that for okay, starters? Because so, not everyone's on Twitter, are they? So no, they're not. Um, and I guess everyone's not online. But if you go to my That's website, true. which is www.thefullerflavor.co.uk, you'll see a, a, a black line across the top page of the page, and the very last item on the menu is town on the telly. If you click on that, that will give you an order form, very short and sweet fill in the order form that will automatically come to me via email I'll then email the person back with my bank details you pay me I keep an arm a bank account and then I get the book out um, part of my commitment to my publisher was to buy 100 books up front so I'm very keen to get rid of those before I start publishing where it's available elsewhere <laughs> so if you fancy buying 100 books get online quickly and I've got the limited edition bookmark which oh right there's a hundred of those and they go with the first hundred books so that's, that's got to be worth an extra it is yeah 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 it is. so head to the website I mean I'm tweeting all the time but like you say I appreciate it. not everyone's on Twitter it's on Facebook um, it was in my column in the newspaper on uh, Tuesday so hopefully I'm capturing as many people as I can and I don't know if there was goodie bags last night. I was hoping there was a lot of East Anglians in the goodie bags going out oh, last yeah. night for people to see the column there. Absolutely. And it's Christmas coming up, kids and um, parents. Yeah, we, we, we're getting... My publishers had some good feedback from Waterstones in Ipswich and things look on course for, hopefully, the book being stocked at the club shop. So that that is my goal, the club shop in Ipswich Waterstones. And might you be doing a signing, if possible? Yeah, yeah, that, that would come hand in hand with that. So for those that don't know, Matt Holland has written the foreword and I've spoken to Matt about doing a book signing session. He's keen to do that, as and when his schedule allows him to do that. So all the styles need to align. We need a venue, so the club or Waterstones, and we need the date that fits in with Matt and we're away on a book signing session brilliant brilliant do you want a hot cross bun to copy your signature from <laughs> <laughs> sorry Carl. the old ones are the best and i'm an old one um good stuff and uh, this is from slowball good evening gb good evening kf love the show dominant last night and still sitting on top of the pile albeit on goal difference ahead of a what looks like to be a strong pompey outfit this year great start however we've played four out of the bottom five and brizzle rovers are 18th with tough away games at Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth coming up our remaining fixtures this month with Arsenal under 20 win ones sandwich in between does the panel think that come 1st of October when we play Portsmouth at home will this game still be a clash of the top two teams in the division good day to you all keep smiling God bless Tony Kinsella my goodness he's going back um, yeah so when we come to play Portsmouth is it still going to be as important as you think it is now I think probably so yeah definitely because even if either of us aren't in our current position we'll still be 
top six, I would imagine, both of us. So it'll still be a top six clash and uh, still only October. So, um, yeah, we want to be top now for the rest of the season, don't we? Well, we do. That's, but, the, that's the theory. But Yeah. Um, th- there's five teams in my book that can all challenge for the top two places. And state in the obvious, us, Portsmouth, Sheffield Wednesday, Derby and Peterborough know how to get out of the league. And uh, only three can go up. So you need a bit of luck. You need a bit of consistency. Um, are we going to get that? We no, no one knows, do you? You can look back and say we had that consistency if we do achieve it and the luck. But um, regardless of whether we're first, second or anything down to sixth, it will still be just as important. Yeah, and we've got to, obviously, we are covered pretty much for injuries, but uh, I don't know what how, um, what's his name? Cameron Burgess. Cameron Burgess. Is, yeah. Do we, do we get, have an update on that? Quickly? Um, I don't know yet if they've announced he's officially got a broken jaw, as Kieran McKenna suspected. Oh, really? Um, but it's interesting, really, because we've got Richard Keogh, who can come in and really give that back line some good experience. We know that George Edmondson was fantastic last season, hasn't yeah. quite reached the heights this season. Yeah. Um, so we've got excellent cover. I mean, Dominic Ball came on and played yes. there last night and he's done it in the Championship for QPR. Yeah. So we are so well covered in that area. Um, but Burgess has done really well this season. I thought he's done really well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Out of, the, out of all of them, I think he's like the surprise package. Yeah, definitely. There's, there seems to be one player or two players... Every season, that just come on. I mean, it was Danassian last season. Yeah. And now this could be Burgess's season. It could be, yeah. yeah. Or Connor Chaplin is the one who's... Or, or Chaplin, t- yeah. ...is tearing it up at the moment. Isn't yeah, it? he is. Great player. A great player. And, of course, there's KVY. He can play there as well, isn't he? If yeah, he yeah. And I have to say, I don't think we miss Selena that much because Selena was often shoehorned into the side, yeah. which often came at the expense of Chaplin. Yes, I would have loved Selena to be here. He can give that X factor. He's got that, yeah. But he might do it once a game or once every two or three games. And what what I think I'm trying to say is you've got six goals with Chaplin, five with Harness. Would Selena be sitting on five or six goals right now? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question. Book is called Town on the Telly. We've got to go. Carl Fuller, thank you very much. Till next week, thanks for listening. Bye.